Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 115. I'm Art Regner. And as always, the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. Whether it's winter, summer, spring, fall, what better way to cap off your long, hard-working day than an ice-cold Labatt Blue? That's right. They're delicious. We all love them. But as always, we ask that you drink Labatt Blue Premium Beer responsibly. And with that said, let's bring in Dylan Larkin. I almost said captain of the Red Wings, but uh, uh, how tired are you of hearing that? <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. Dylan. Yeah. First of all, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for thanks, doing Art. this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, a little bit, but um, you know, people uh, say you know a lot of talk, and uh, yeah, I don't. When people say it, I don't really have a whole lot to say because it's something I can't control and something that. Uh, you know, it uh, doesn't define my career or who I am, and uh, I try and play the same way and play hard and, and, and love the game and love being a Detroit Red Wing. So um, that's usually what I say back to them. When you look at the other professional sports, all four of them, hockey, being a captain, seems to carry more weight. As a matter of fact, other teams now, have, some teams put C's on jerseys and football, but captain... Uh, and I asked you this at the end of the season. I thought your answer was good. I'm going to ask you it again. Do we, do fans, or do you think it's overrated? Or the way the sport has evolved, you really don't need a captain, per se, as maybe you did in the old days. Uh, I agree with that. But uh, you know what? I think you need letters on the ice to talk to officials. And, uh, you know, I think if you're inside a locker room as a player, you know the guys who are leaders and you, got, you know the guys who... I've been there for a while, and and you know natural leaders lead, and and I think in our room we have a ton of guys like that, and uh, you know everyone talks about our culture, whether it's after a win or, or a loss, or after tough stretches or stretches where we've been really good, and uh, our culture is to never be too high or be too low, and that to follow the older players, and and they set great examples for us, and uh, guys like Nick Cronwall and and Justin and Trevor Daly and. The list goes on for us, and we have so many guys that are, are capable of, of leading and, and doing it the right way, and, and they, they lead specifically by everyday approach of coming to the rink, doing what you have to do to get ready to play, and, and doing it the right way. You know, I think it was the World Junior Tournament. I'm not sure if you were captain of this team, but they were playing Team Canada. It was right around New Year's, and Team Canada scored like a bunch of goals and we're up like 5-2, 5-3, I can't remember. And then you went on a goal-scoring tear. And I remember just the fire that you had and you were screaming and you're yelling at that at that bench. But you're kind of a – and maybe we don't see this because you're a pretty, pretty reserved young man, but you're kind of a fiery leader, right? I mean, you, you seem to – if some – let me put it to you this way. If something needs to be said – I don't think you have any qualms about saying it, even you know, even though you're still like four four years into the league or whatever. Yeah, I I do. You know, I think at sometimes I think uh, in my young career, I I think it, it could go the other way and, and go against me. Whether it's you know allowing the officiating of the game to frustrate me and and saying a couple things uh, uh, that they don't want to hear and and or you know uh, too much. You know, I've had talks with with Blash, and and you know, just to, to control your emotions a little more. But uh, I do have that fire and that competitiveness, and uh, I want to win so bad, and uh, I want my uh, my teammates to feel the same way. And 
Uh, for me, I think if you're not playing your hardest and you're not firing and you know feeling it and and working as hard as you can, then then it's 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 hard to to make any kind of comment. So I think uh, I try and lead by by the way I play, and then uh, if something needs to be said, or I could say a couple words to to encourage guys or get fired up about something that a teammate does, I'm I'm definitely going to do that. But isn't it kind of the Detroit attitude? I mean, people here pretty much speak their minds. I mean, you know, that's kind of kind of in your DNA, isn't it? I mean, Detroiters are... I just think that's just you. (laughs) Really? It could be. Actually, it could be. (laughs) But what's... You're going to be asked this a lot, and and I'm not going to dwell on it. This will be my last question. But what would it mean for you to be captain of the Red Wings? Well, I th- I've always said, uh, and every every time that gets asked, it's probably the greatest honor for to me for current Detroit athletes. I mean, to be the captain of the Detroit Red Wings, and uh, you you know, it, it's so much more than on the ice. It's it's so much more than at the rink. Although, you know, you do have to set an example for for the younger players, for your teammates, and and you also have to set the example. Which my my next point is the community and. And you know, doing things away from the rink, and uh, you know, being a leader, being a, a person kids can look up to. So uh, you know, all that is is something that I think you know the the greatest Red Wings that have been captains have, have done that with, with Steve Eisman uh, kind of setting the tone, and 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 Nick Lidstrom taking over, and and then I got to learn from from Henrik, and and uh, you know what a what a great leader he was and what a great uh, role model he was for me. You know, there's, um, there's a couple of pictures that I think about when I think about Steve being captain is when he was so, he was so young when he was named and the Jacques Demers picture of him, but there's one of always with uh, uh, Steve and Gordie Howe or, you know, there's going to be a picture taken as soon as you're named captain of you and Steve Eisenman holding a jersey. Uh, which will then be forever emblazoned in Red Wing history. It'll be an immortal photograph. You do not think about those things, though. I mean, will you, as soon as it's done, or is your dad saying, Dylan, we're, getting, <laughs> we're, we're putting this up in the living room? I mean, uh, you know, do you, you know, because that is definitely going to be one in your man cave or your trophy case or wherever. That will be prominently displayed, that picture. Uh, yeah, I don't try and think about it. Um, I have seen that picture, but um, you know what I, you, you know, I don't, I don't think about that a whole lot. When you, uh, how, what kind of interaction have you had with Steve thus far? Not a whole lot. Um, you know, I know he's been busy, and um, through through exit meetings with with Blash, and uh, actually great conversation with Ken after the season, and. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I feel feel comfortable with, with, with the same mindset I would if, if uh, you know, I did have a conversation with him. I would take anything he said and, and do it. And and uh, but, you know, what I, I think my game can still go to another level, and and that's where I'm trying to find the summer is is make my hands a little bit a little bit better, my defense a little bit better, my conditioning better, and and be prepared to to take over and take charge next year. Have you? Have you, during your, your growing up here in Michigan, 
Have you had any kind of interaction with him as a boy or as a child? We're going to see no. a Dylan Larkin photograph with, uh, you know, at six <laughs> no. with Steve Eisenman or anything? No, no, not, not that I know of, but I, I definitely would have remembered that. Uh, no, I, I, I've met him a couple times saying hello uh, through the Combine, which, you know, I was pretty nervous for that meeting with Tampa Bay. And, uh yeah, just passing uh, around the rinks now in Tampa or at home and, and just say hello. How was he in that interview room? I'm not an Iserman obsessed, by the way, but I, I, I mean, cause I'm curious because because he's different. You know, the, the public Steve is, is all business and stuff, yeah, but there is a kind of a, you know, a mischievous side to him. Sorry, Steve, but there is. But, uh, you know, that, I mean, did you walk out of, you walk in and Steve Eisenman, you grew up in Detroit, yeah. and then you walk out yeah. of him and say, wow, he's a little bit of a screwball or something. No, and maybe no, not, no. I, you're uh, not that. It's, it's, it's hard to remember. I do remember how nervous I was. And, um, you know, I, I think he did make a, a comment about being from Detroit or, or whatever. But, uh, you know, I just... Uh, they were they were very laid back and and uh, it was it was a great meeting. It seemed like you know talking talking with him like he's been through it, which he has, and mm -hmm. and uh, it was it was pretty cool. I remember that was my, my first time ever meeting Steve Eisman, so it was uh, it was pretty cool. I want to move to the uh, World Championships that were just completed. The goal you scored in overtime was uh, that was a big that was a big goal. I mean you know it was. Uh, you know, you you're coming into your own every tournament. You're always one of, the, of course, the the United States top players, but you get hurt. Once you get hurt, is it? Are you? Does Team USA take over the medical stuff? Do the Red Wings come in right away? I mean, how does that work? Because you know, you've told me that it was really a painful injury. Blash says he he's never seen anybody in as much pain as you were in. Uh, and I felt, I told you, I felt bad for Pete Van Zandt who yeah. looked forlorn trying to get Dylan, yeah. what can I do? I mean. Well, luckily, you know, Pete was there, Pete Van Zandt, our you know, athletic trainer in Detroit, and he did a great job, uh, you know, with, with helping me out. And he was, you know, the team doctor for USA was there. And uh, right away, we were in, in touch with Tony Colucci here in Detroit, our, our team physician. And, uh, you know, they, just anything I needed, and the biggest, biggest thing, obviously, it, it ruined my trip and kind of put an end to my. It did put an end to my tournament, and uh, you know, it was just was just hanging around, and uh, I had plans whether we beat Russia or not in the quarters to, to come home the, the next Friday, the next day on Friday, and uh, you know, it, it was just just making me comfortable. I came home, went right to to the hospital here in Detroit, and. That was that was the biggest concern. Is uh, you know we're we're definitely grateful for the 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 care we get here in in the United States of America and and the doctors and uh, you know the biggest thing when it initially happened is uh, was I going to be able to see a doctor in in Košice or would I have to go to Vienna and mm -hmm. see a, a a specialist there? And uh, fortunately, it was um, everything was all good and and it was just a matter of getting home and getting rested. You know, I think any male, and let's just say when you're hitting a sensitive area like that, we all know how that feels. Yeah. And, uh, but what, how do you, do you, every time, every athlete I've ever talked to, no matter what, always put ice on it. Put ice on it, get yeah. the swelling. I mean, how do you treat it? I mean, was it just, did you have to live with pain or does it, does it settle down or? Yeah, no, it, it, I spent the, it happened in the first period. I spent the second and third period in the cold tub, so 
I was, uh, you know, it was the only time. It was, it was, uh, it was a tough. I mean, it, it is. We had a four-hour train ride the next day. I, you know, that was probably the worst train ride or, or four hours of travel of my life. And uh, it, it's just dealing with the pain and, and icing. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough moving around. But, yeah. When you finally did get up off the bench, it, it reminded me of the old Chicago Stadium or something. Didn't you have to walk downstairs? I mean, you, it, it, was, it was a long walk to the back of the locker room. Luckily, it was it wasn't actually too bad. It could have been worse, but uh, you know, it, it was downstairs and had to go by all the all the guys. And um, you know, I, I think uh, yeah, it was tough. It's yeah, tough. well, but you're 100. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> Say no more. Uh, even when you talk about it, you're probably still feeling, God, now it's starting to hurt again. Uh, but you're 100% healthy, though. I mean, you're yeah. out on the ice, you're with the kids and yeah. all that. Yeah, back training and everything. It, so. You uh, you mentioned uh, community and part of it, if you're named captain, uh, that, you know, that you'll be more visible than, but you're already pretty visible here because you're from here. But here we are at Larkin Hockey School again. Uh, I think that you and... Uh, Colin and Ryan and Adam, you could probably do this all summer. Yeah, I know you don't want to, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. interest is that great. I mean, this is this has evolved into something that is only going to get it could if you want it to. Yeah. It can get as big as you want it to be. Yeah, but you know, for me, uh, we've talked about you know going out to Grand Rapids and because uh, I. Did a little time there in Ann Arbor and going up to Traverse City for a, a little bit and uh, different places where, where we've played and where we've been in, in communities and rinks and things that have been special to us. But uh, you do have to take into account where the biggest thing for me is that I think is unique is I'm here all day. I'm, I'm on the ice all day with the kids and uh, it's hard to, to get to the gym. Your feet are sore after the day. and. Uh, you know, you still have to, to look after yourself, but I think having all of us on the ice, all of us around every day, it's it's not a it's not a celebrity camp. It's us with the kids, getting to know them and uh, remembering their names and uh, giving them pointers and, and just just spending time with them. So I think that uh, definitely separates us and, and something that we enjoy. And if I was going to do anything, I would wouldn't want to you know just show up for a, a picture session and leave a you know our name and our our reputation and in someone else's hands where we weren't we weren't in control well the thing that i have always found you know really refreshing about you is is that you do have a sense of community you your cousins your brother you all seem to have that and i i keep i know a lot of this is like i'm keep asking you but you know this podcast has grown by so large now that people probably haven't you know heard some of them like i don't know like two or three million out there where, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me, with you, it's not me. It's good, It's you. They'll see Dylan Larkin and it'll be bam. But um, let me ask, where does it come from? I mean, why just instilled or, I mean, I think that if you could do it 24-7, you would appear at, to help people, you would appear all the time. You wouldn't sleep, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? I, I do love the kids. I think... Uh, it's so much fun for us. Even though they're mouthy, they're mouthy, but you know, you know, sometimes they don't pay attention. But I, I catch myself, you know, maybe getting a little upset, and then I just laugh. How could you not? You just take right. a step back, and you know, the, the kids are imagine they they have a mind of their own, and they're, you know, they 
you just let them go and let them be themselves and they all have personalities and uh, you know they, they all love hockey and maybe not love listening or love the, right. the skating drills but they definitely love the scrimmaging and, and being around in, in the lunchtime and being with their buddies but um, you know what I, it it just it, it comes from our parents I think we're you know they've always said uh, you know as much as we get you have to give back and you know my dad this this hockey school was his idea and he thought it'd be a great great way for us to you know give back to Lakeland who's you know also given to him and he coached here and uh, our uncle coached here and all of our buddies that's that's we all played here and, and grew up playing here so for us it's just just giving back and being in a place that was so so good to us. You know, you mentioned your dad, Kevin, and I did a podcast with Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> which was which was a lot of fun. I have to admit, uh, he said that you know that he's a salesman and sells beauty supply products, yeah. and that you're his number one cu- customer. Is that true? No, that's not true. No, I don't know what he got that from. I used to work for him and do deliveries, but I don't know why he said that. But. Uh, you know, I, I did for the locker room. We got a couple of new blow dryers and upgraded in that department and new brushes. And, uh, you know, Luke Witkowski goes through about three or four of his beard brushes a, a year. So uh, really? that's about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The like wives, I think he does a lot of uh, work, business in the family room, giving them blow dryers. And then he bills the guys and I have to collect for him. <laughs> so you're the, so you're literally the muscle. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I just thought it was a great story. I mean, it was yeah. a, a wonderful guy. I love you know, I enjoy yeah. his company a lot. Um, uh, let's move on. The draft was just uh, concluded. Did you watch much of it? Yeah, I watched watched the first round. Um, you know, I think uh, obviously with uh, our position, we had a a, a big pick and. Uh, also, you know, seeing uh, we wanted to see Jack Hughes go number one, and got to know him through the World Championships and know his family. Uh, roomed with his brother our, our first year, his first year together, and um, you know, it just just pretty cool. It was, it was you know, obviously our pick. I was, you know, it, it came out of nowhere, I guess. But uh, you got to be happy for Moritz and played against him in Germany. I think he's going to be a great player. He. he Played really well uh, in the exhibition game I played against him in Mannheim and uh, definitely opened my eyes because we knew he was a draft eligible coming in, but obviously I'd never seen him play and thought he, he played really well. Did not look like a, an 18-year-old in that game. He seemed to be the most surprised person in Rogers Arena when Steve Eiserman called his name. You're sitting back here in Metro Detroit. Are you surprised that his name was called at six? Or did it take you a little bit of back? Because the assumption was, is after Bowen Byram, it was going to be a forward because it was so loaded in forwards. Yeah, you know what? I after while well, I was watching it um, after Byram was picked, they they think they you know mentioned uh, Cider, and I I was watching with a couple of buddies, and I said, watch, he's, he's going to go higher than he expects, and in, in the top ten, and. Um, you know, I, I was I was thrilled after seeing him play. I, I really love his game. I think he's he's got a lot of skill. He's, he moves well. He's a big body and uh, right-handed defensemen aren't aren't uh, you know big ones, especially that can skate aren't out there. You know, so uh, we're you know I'm happy we got him. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. I uh, talked to him right after he was drafted. Uh, did a one-on-one with him that went to the uh, to, to the draft party, the 8,000 mm-hmm. people that showed up at Little Caesars Arena. 
And when I, I said, what do you know about Detroit? And he immediately said, you. He said, oh, Dylan Larkin. He said, he's insane. Now, <laughs> I may not be up on all the lingo, but I had never heard that. And I said, did you just say that Dylan Larkin was insane? I <laughs> thought, like, you're crazy, you know, because you're so competitive or something. Uh. He said, you're... I guess now insane means that you're sick or your skill <laughs> level is really high. He goes, well, yeah, he looked at me like I was strange. Uh, I mean, he's a, you know, he played against you and seems very eager to be on your team. Uh, is it without, and I know you don't make these decisions, Dylan, but from what you've seen, do you think that he could be on the short track? Right-handed shooting defenseman, 6'4", seems to, you know, excel with men, was the rookie of the league. I don't care what you, where German hockey is at. If you're a 17, 18-year-old kid playing in a men's league and you're rookie of the year, yeah. that's that's an accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a league in, in the Dell there and have uh, had buddies go over and play. And uh, You know what? You never know. He's young. He, uh, you know, they play on a, on a shorter... Uh, a shorter schedule and I think uh, you know what I think he's he's gonna do a lot better than I don't know what people are expecting but I th I'd say in the next couple of years he's a Detroit Red Wing and you never know but uh, you, you want him to be over ready when he comes in especially in the, the defensive position and um, it, it uh, you never know I mean who knows right. who knows but um, yeah, he's, a, he's gonna be a great player and and the quicker he can uh, adjust to the longer schedule and the, the grind of a of a North American season. He's gonna he's gonna you know take off. When your development camp is gonna start, uh, we're doing us on Monday. It'll start on Tuesday through Saturday. Do you have any time? Do you plan on going down there? Do you do you want to meet some of these guys that will eventually be your teammate? Um, you know what? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty busy here, and it, it unfortunately uh, mac, m mashes up. I would personally like to go and watch and kind of watch from afar a and just catch a little bit of the of what's going on. But uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I think there's excitement. I, I did see the, the roster was just announced today for that, and a lot of draft picks, and, and the future is definitely bright, and, and these kids are, are going to push themselves. Hopefully they're all having great summers, and and you know they should be excited about opportunity in Detroit and opportunity on our team and uh, you know with the the new wave I guess is kind of with Andreas myself Anthony and, and Tyler and uh, Tara Hirose coming in and, and Ras uh, you know coming in making the team and it's uh, you know it, it's you know it's an exciting time but there, there's definitely opportunity there. Do you feel that you uh, Anthony Mantha and Tyler Bertuzzi are a number one line, a definitive number one, one line. I mean, Jeff Blash was pretty much as annoyed as you that, but he says, if I have a, a number one line that not only scores, but can play both ends of the ice and nullify the other number one line on the team, he says, that makes it so much easier for the rest of us. Do you feel that you fellas did enough last year where, yeah, the Red Wings finally have a definitive number one line? I do. I do. I think, you know, Bert is the glue of that I think he playing with him is uh, you know I feel when I play with Tyler that I'm gonna get chances in the game and I have to you know I, I he's so good along the boards he's so uh, competitive he's he's into it every game you rarely see him have an off night and sometimes it doesn't look pretty with, with him lugging up the ice and his hair is flapping in the wind and his sticks <laughs> above his shoulders but 
he gets the job done, and, and he's a he's a great player, and, and I absolutely love playing with him. And, and then Anthony as well. You get him the puck, you get him one chance, and he's going to bury it. And he, he he can really fly for a big guy. And, and you know, I've said it before, when, when he's forechecking and when he's skating, and I'm looking in front of me as a centerman and he's ahead of me, I know he's he's on and he's going to have a big week and, and he can absolutely score. And, and I just got to find him and get him the puck, and, and that's something that – uh, Tyler does a great job of so I do think we could be a number one line and and I do think we will and it's it's, it's also for me it's fun playing those guys are my buddies and right. we talk a lot on the bench we get fired up for each other and and it, it just makes it a lot of fun when you look at this uh, uh, heading into this year and I, I wanted you said something really interesting last year I asked you a question about you you know, being a 30-goal scorer, but I just meant if the teams have a couple 30-goal scores, you said, well, I don't care about 30 goals because the team's not doing well. And, I, and I'm and i thinking, no, I didn't mean it quite like that. I just meant, you know, the, you can see progress, I guess, is what I was looking at. A couple of 30-goal scores. Uh, Anthony would have had 30 probably if he didn't break his hand in a fight again but uh, or tendon, whatever it was. But I guess my question is this. You, last season, you played with a chip on your shoulder. You wanted to prove that you could score goals because I can remember there were some things written about you that the league had figured Larkin out or boom, boom, you know, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. kind of stuff. And you, you, it was like, and you know, I'm going to say it's just being who you are, competitive, and also your little bit of your Detroit attitude coming to the forefront. Well, hey, I'm nowhere near re- reaching my potential. I mean, how how much did you, were you on a quest last year to prove that not only you were a terrific hockey player, you're an elite level hockey player. Yeah, I mean, you do, you do, especially after my second year, you do read that, you know, the leagues figured him out or whatever, and uh, maybe they did, but I, I had to work as hard as I ever ever have to, to you know, kind of be where I am now. And, and I think this year was, I did have that chip on my shoulder most definitely, and uh, but I also, I played relaxed and I played, was playing a lot of minutes, which which helps. I was in every game and, and mentally, you know, knew that uh, Blash was going to put me out there in, in key situations and times where we needed a goal or times where, uh, you know, we're on the penalty kill or, or, or whatever it might be. So I just tried to play as hard as I could every night and uh, played with great players who I knew that were, were going to get me the puck and I just needed to be ready to, to bear down. And um, I, do, I, I do think, I mean... It's crazy, but what uh, I will—I don't think I've ever mentioned it. And it, it's something that is very small, but is equipment. And I, when as soon as I switched to Warrior Sticks, and I'm, that's a big ad, but uh, <laughs> but it, I switched, and I remember it was a big deal because I was a, a Bauer guy. I had a, a my name on a Bauer stick, but I switched to a stiffer stick um, with like 20 games left in my third season. Right. And I think I only had like 10 or 11 goals, and I finished, or maybe, I think it was nine, and I finished with 16. I scored, right, right. Went I went on, on a tear, tear yeah. and, and I switched. And ever since then, I think, uh, I mean, scored this year as well, and, and uh, just having the, the proper equipment, I guess. But it's just something that feels good in my hands, and, and ever since I switched it, I mean, you, that, that game I switched, I scored two goals. So since then, it's, it's been, uh, been you know, something that just feels good, and, and I've been scoring since I switched. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy to say, but right, right, right. No, it, uh, maybe there's something there. I don't know. I know we have to wrap this up. You have to get back on the ice, but I, but I need to ask you this. Every great player that I've ever talked to, 
in their own mind, they have no ceiling where their game can go, right? I mean, you, you, you can... You can get better and better and better and better. I mean, isn't is that is that the way you approach everything? Yeah, I do. I, I feel like I need to get better. I think I uh, I'm so competitive. I know that there's you know these young guys coming up that are, are highly skilled. They're you know great hands. They're tearing up the, the leagues they're playing in right now. And uh, you know I I love being the, the number one center or the, the top line center in, in the NHL and playing big minutes. And and you know I want this city to you know, feel what St. Louis felt in, in that playoff run or uh, the excitement from the fans. And, you know, I actually got to make it down to Columbus to watch Zach uh, game three of the second round. And uh, the the fans were in Columbus were, you know, they have that cannon and I couldn't even hear the cannon when they scored, scored a wow. goal. That's how loud it is. And, uh, you know, we, we need that energy around the city. Uh, the sports fans in Detroit need it. And I think it's a matter of time. And I want to be, be the guy that, you know, brings it here and, and you know, we, we need to, to start having these winning seasons and, and get close. I would assume where the t- how the team finished last year, you have to be pretty excited with the changeover uh, with Ken. Um, Ken Lee, did you reach out to Ken at all? Have you said anything to him once he left? Yeah, we, we had a, a couple, uh, you know, a conversation. And, um, you know, for me, I was just thanking him for everything he did for my career and, conversations we had there there's been some good ones and there's been some ones where you know I I had to hear it and and he told me and told me in the best way possible and uh, you know I do think everyone talks I'll go back to our culture in our locker room and uh, you know what it comes down to I always see people like oh they talk about culture after losses and you know what is their culture for losing and our culture is is a family you know and and I think he uh, is one of the most loyal guys I've ever met, and, and and he's built that family, you know, feeling in our locker room, and and that's, you know, beyond the players, it's with with our staff and and our trainers and our you know Kim Brody, and uh, she works in our front office, and it's just it's just everyone's looking out for each other, everyone, you know, we're all together, we're a tight knit group, and and it it reaches on just beyond the players and. And, uh, you know, I, I really do feel like he built that. And, and it's it's what players who come from Stanley Cup winning teams and come from other teams through free agency or trades, are, they're just like, wow, what a, uh, a great group of guys, great support staff, and, and just what a family environment we have. And, and, and I thank him that I'm lucky enough to, to you know, be brought into a, a situation like that. So you're encouraged about the upcoming season too? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm already... I already can't wait to get going. I, I miss the guys. I miss miss the grind of it. I miss the games, and and I think uh, you know the way we ended. There was a lot of excitement in in the city, and it, it definitely was in our locker room as well. And um, you know we had fun doing it, and and uh, you know it's it's all talk every year. You want to say, yep, you know next year we need to turn this around, but uh, we need to we need to come out and, and perform and have a year and actually do it. So. Uh, you know, I feel like I've been saying for the past couple exit, exit, uh, you know, locker locker room cleanup days, is we can't be sitting here next year. And, right. and at some point, there's going to be it's pro hockey. You have to perform, and, and there's going to be serious changes made if if uh, you know it, it keeps keeps uh, you know going downhill. And and uh, you know that's that's not something I want. So it's uh, that's kind of my motivation this summer. Thursday at the latest, Wednesday at the earliest, is Michigan the national champion in baseball. Yeah, (laughs) 
I know it's awesome. It's, it's awesome to watch, and uh, the, the city of Ann Arbor is rallying around them. So it'll be it'll be fun. All right, Dylan. Thanks for doing this. I know you got to go. I probably kept you longer. And, and thanks for putting up with some of this. Yeah. You know, no. I, thank I, you. I, I, I try. I, I try to be serious, but sometimes I can't. <laughs> so, but I appreciate it. Best of luck. Look forward to it. And continued success on this hockey school year. You, you know, you, your entire family, tremendous people, really give back, and uh, I know it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Art.